Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Hello and welcome to Inconceivable. I'm William. I'm Alex. I'm Wesley. And we can show you Day Way. <laughs> that worked pretty good. <laughs> Dabs everywhere. Well, what were you saying before the podcast? I was saying Spiteful like, dab. <laughs> dab and despite. I'm just like, <laughs> do it. I'm going to do that at cons now. I should be like, oh, I see someone I don't like. Hello. <clears throat> I doubt in spite of you. Yeah, you, you can't see it, or you might not be able to see it, but it's, it's the like dab a, is very spiteful. It, it's it's it kind of like it's the like thriller a, arms yeah, yeah. Only all the way up. I'm just like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's like a not fully extended dab. It's like, like, if you were like I don't even respect you enough it's to like dab not, all the way. If you were a dinosaur and doing it, you're just like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Little arms. Alternate name could be dinosaur dab. <laughs> Dino dab. <laughs> I dab. I dab in spite of your existence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna dab into yeah. some into a top into my ah. top. <laughs> um, I kind of wanted to, to talk about like video games, so like you wanna the current flip Gary. Yeah, I'll flip Gary. Flip Gary, the time jammer. We, we can talk about the current state of video games. Um, what your guys's video game history is like. Mm -hmm. Um. Hey, games have changed a lot over the yeah, years. Yeah, really and that's and we touched on it last. Week? We, we talked, talked it about it a little bit last week, and so I kind of wanted to to really expand, go at it a little yeah. more. Yeah, because the last game that I like, there have been games recently that I've enjoyed, but the last game that I really felt like fully immersed in was Batman: Arkham Knight, and that was like that was like back in 2015. Mm. So that's still better than me. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, I I might have played some games after that that weren't new but I was like oh but it's just I don't know it, it's games are different now to me than they used to be well people want things fast nowadays I think it's like people want to do uh, they want to play online basically they want to play against people or with people mm -hmm. at least that's what my opinion is um, but it feels like campaigns and storylines have gone on the down low it seems like the so like Call of Duty was like so the original Modern Warfare was really strong because it had a strong campaign and oh, a strong yeah. multiplayer. And that kind of brought up a new era of games that had to pull double duty with having both a strong campaign. Accidental pun, if you can believe it. Kill um, me. <laughs> um, so you had, um, ha had to have a strong campaign and a strong multiplayer. Mm -hmm. And that's setting a new precedence for video games because you have people who mainly like multiplayer and people who mainly like campaigns. Yeah. Halo had to do the same thing. You had Battlefield trying to do the same thing. And you had a lot of other games trying to do that. Um, but I think now 
that it's starting to become so status quo. We're seeing the separation of games that are becoming primarily campaign or yeah. primarily well, multiplayer. And like we were talking about last week, is it's just like they focus so much on the production value of these things yeah. rather than like the actual gameplay and 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 when they don't like I don't know my problem with games lately has been um, they're just too complicated mm. I don't know like this seems like there's so much going on because I'm a big RPG guy mm. and like I go to play an RPG now and it's just it seems like there's so much going on and Character creation is a big deal for me. Like, I love customization of any kind in a game, but it seems like there's just too many options now. Like, yeah. there's... You don't even know what to choose. Like, like I, I kind of... Like, when... So, my favorite video game series of all time is, is The Elder Scrolls. Um, and I think I like the amount of control over your features you have in Skyrim. Right. Because you can just flip through different kinds of the, of the facial features, and I like that. But, like, games like Fallout 4, where, you know, maybe I would have liked it better on PC, where you can, you know, there's, I'm sure there's things you can do to make it easier, but just on console, like, it's just, it's so, like, there's so much, like, you don't even really know what you're doing, like, yeah. to the face. Like, it's just, I tried doing that, actually, when I was so playing, intricate. Uh, what was it, Mass Effect. I was trying to play Mass Effect for mm -hmm. the first time, I was trying to figure out what my face was. And there's, <laughs> yeah. like, all these things, like, just, most of the different, like, the crease of your eyebrows or your forehead. Or <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? I know, it's just, huh? like, and then you sit there looking at your own face forever, and you're like, how do I make my guy look like me? Like, it's just like, I don't know what I have on my face. <laughs> and you know what's so funny is that I think some games are tailored to some certain, uh, to some certain face types. Mm -hmm. So, like, for instance, GTA V, I was able to, and you know this, I was able yeah, to make someone who scary. looked really close to me. That was weird. But that's almost accidental because... Your, your face to yourself is yeah, always different. They all start with a preset. Right. Like, mm -hmm. even in Fallout 4, you have that, you know, they have the preset face in the fall, in the um, in the Mass Effect games as a preset face, and it's just... Because you can only... It's weird, because it's like, there's so much options per se, but in the end, it kind of harks back to some certain face structure. Yeah. I think Rock Band 3 had a really good for one, one for you, if I remember correctly. There's always yeah. some character model that. My Rock Band 3 guy looks a lot like... Actually, yeah. it... <laughs> it looks like me or John Lennon, depending on how you look at it, but it's it's pretty close. Um, yeah, so, just, so like, a um, little bit of background on my video game history is my first my first interaction with video games is probably the um, the NES, the original NES, because mm -hmm. my dad had one, um, and then a little bit of exposure with the SNES, but not so much. Mm. It was a lot of the NES, played like Tecmo Bowl, and I remember this like obscure like Jekyll and Hyde game. I don't even remember what it was like, I just remember, I can still picture the game cartridge. Like it's just, it was weird. Mm -hmm. And like the original Mario Bros and stuff. Um, Nintendo is basically where I was at. Yeah, well and I, I, think that's the, I think that's the case for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, but I really started to get into it, because that was just kind of like, oh cool, dad has an NES, we'll play games, you know little bit um i really got into it with there was like this spyro game like spyro like f like seasons or something mm. like mm. that for uh the game boy so my my like gateway game was <laughs> spyro seasons on like the original game boy advance and that inspired me to buy a gamecube with my birthday money the next year nice. and the gamecube was my first console and i wow. remember i played Sp uh sonic heroes 
mm-hmm. without a game card, without a, like a memory card. I beat the whole game in one sitting because I didn't have a memory card. Yeah, <laughs> the most would sit there like a long time then. I remember when we had to play without a memory card and it was awful. Oh yeah, well, you remember that? Oh yeah, definitely. Well, like, yeah, okay, so I, I just got it. Well, I just started like when I first started playing video games. I think I had a Game Boy Advance, mm-hmm. and I don't know what happened to it. This was like a while back when I lived back in Norway. So I was like four or five. I was mm. playing. I'm like, this is awesome. If it doesn't work, you just take out the cartridge, blow in it, uh-huh. and then put it back in. He's like, yeah, that works so much better. Um, <laughs> we had a PlayStation when we moved from. Uh, I remember that moved to the states. That was really early on, and then I don't know what happened to it. I think my parents got rid of it or something. Well, to this day, William, that's the only time I've ever touched a PlayStation One. It was at <laughs> the Shaw House. That was. They had. You guys had like ago. Jet Set Radio or something like that. I, I don't know. I remember playing Skating like you know, like yeah. It was a. It was a. I was getting a game or something. Yeah. Um, but then Gordon, my my brother, mm-hmm. um, he bought a GameCube, I think, with his money or something. And we were playing. We're like, this is awesome. And then it says you're not able to save stuff with a memory card. And we're like, what, what? I remember those yeah. days. So we would play as much as we could. And then we would have to stop and we're like, goodbye, old friend, to all the memory. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just and have to shut it off. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's like, uh, I think eventually we did get memory cards. Mm-hmm. I did too. But <laughs> the thing is, is that it was like, we only had like a certain amount of time that we were allowed to play in the mm-hmm. days. So we're just like, I'll play this, and then we'd par- practically beg our parents to like, have another fifteen minutes, please. I need to play <laughs> yeah. Mario Kart. Also been right there. Now. Yeah. Oh, dude, those were the days. I was like, wow. What? It's weird thinking back on that. Cause mm-hmm. It was like so so different. And again, it was all the Nintendo games. It was like Mario Kart. There was, um, uh, what was it? Uh, it was um, Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, oh, Luigi's up. Mansion was so good. I was scared. I, know, I still haven't it. really. I haven't didn't play it. I didn't actually play it. My brother, and my sister played it, and I was scared to death watching it. I'm just like, I do ghost. remember. <laughs> I do remember watching my cousin playing it, and thinking it was the scariest thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. And now you look back on it, and you're just and like, like, it's like a parody of like, I know, horror. Right? Like, it's not even scary. House. Those are scary. It's not even scary. Yeah, no, I also remember being like scared of it too for some reason. Mm-hmm. But now looking back, I'm like. What the heck How did I, I ever find scared that? Yeah. scary? Going back to um, Mario Kart, um, Bowser's Castle, the music in that was terrifying for me. <laughs> I know, okay, I, I can't I sympathize had, with you there. I had to turn the sound <laughs> down. I was never scared of Mario Kart. See, this is a problem. I'm scared Alex, of Mario Kart. Alex was Kart. a pretty delicate child. <laughs> I was very delicate, guys. You got no idea. You knew me for a while, but even like that. Yeah. I grew up with uh, a lot of PlayStation in my life. Mm-hmm. My dad had a PlayStation, like, OG PlayStation, that's what I grew up on. The first game I played was Rage Racer. I played a lot of that, and I got really into racing games. You're just a PlayStation guy, honestly. I am. Wesley leans more towards Xbox. I'm an Xbox What guy. about you? Do you lean in any way, or just I was whatever's big, available? I was a pretty big Xbox fan. Um, yeah, because I, I like inherited you really the... Like, yeah, you really like Halo. I do so love that it. Like, I, Halo, Halo was the game for you. Your yeah. brother gave me his original Xbox, and that was my next console oh, after nice. the GameCube. Yeah, so I had a PlayStation for a year, and then my grandparents, holy crap, came in clutch, bought me the new PlayStation 2, which came out like two months before they bought it for me, and that was the IT console for the longest yeah. time. Like, I remember, like, that was the biggest IT console um, until the Wii came along. Remember when the Wii was around and that was the IT console? Because it was even hard to get. You couldn't just yeah. get a Wii at one point. Yeah. You had to, like... I was actually really thrown off because I think it was 2008 or 2009, uh, my brother bought the 360. I was like, oh, it's the coolest well, thing ever. That was, that uh, was a that was big too. No, no, because not, that wasn't the big thing though. I was like, we got yeah. it. And then that was, I want to say, in the fall slash winter time. That Christmas, my grandmother got us two placed or two Xbox games. And I'm like, how did you know we had a 360? How did you know it was the right console? This is mm-hmm. so weird. So Gordon got the fighting game. I got the the car game. 
which was still fine. Do you remember what the games were? Um, I had... No, I don't remember what it was. Hmm. I, I still have it. The, the 360 was my golden age of gaming. <laughs> Me too. I played, I played, yeah, I played all of my favorite games on the on the 360. Um, I like those Star Wars games. Yeah. Dude, those were games. I, played, I, I offer a little bit different spectrum here because I played mm. mostly racing games, mostly because yeah. it was my first game, but then it also... Because I realized everybody wants something a little bit different out of video games. For me, I actually compare racing games. People are going to hate me for this. I compare ra- racing games to FPSs. And the reason for that, hear me out, is that racing games is all about getting a thrill, just like you can have with an FPS, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. but then also refining your skills in competition. Yeah. So I don't like puzzle games. I like I like being challenged mentally, but not so much where there's not thrill in it. That's yeah. what I don't like about puzzle games. I did lo- I did play a fair amount of Crash Bandicoot because it did give more so a thrill to puzzle mm-hmm. games. Um, and that that was just that was a one of the front runners for PlayStation. Right. So I kind of had to. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then uh, for uh, for racing games, it's that same mentality of you're refining your skills in competition with others. And the nice thing about racing games is that. It's much more fun playing in a multiplayer atmosphere without playing multiplayer. Yeah. So playing with computer makes sense. They can actually be super challenging. Unlike if you're playing computers in a first-person shooter, it's just not the yeah, same. Yeah, it's not you know? the same. Mm-hmm. So, but that I love the interaction of that thrill and that wanting to improve your skills over the same objective, you know, mm-hmm. and versing against other competition. And then I also loved um, some. Uh, shooters allow you to do this, um, but just customization. Uh, um, customization. Customization. Customization of the <laughs> character in general. And for me, it's the car. And that's cool. It's so cool. So yeah. you can change like certain settings in your car. I loved Gran Turismo growing up. It's not the same game anymore, by the way. It's disappointing. But anyways, um, I really like that. And just cars were cool. You know, I really loved cars. So it was really awesome choosing the best car and fine tuning it. And just I think my, stuff. I think the only racing game I ever really got into was one of the underground racing games, and I can't remember. Oh, Need uh, for Speed Underground. Yeah, that's what it was. Need for it's Speed. A, I love oh. Need for Speed Underground. Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Two on the PlayStation Two. Let me be specific. On the PlayStation 2, it's not. It's the same game on Xbox, but not GameCube. I've played yeah. it on the GameCube. It's a downgraded. It's like an arcade game. It's not the same game, despite it yeah. having the same title. It's not. Um, it's even um, developed by a different person. So it's, there was a lot of that back yeah, in the day. Yeah. It's literally not the same game. You mm-hmm. know, Hot Pursuit 2 was easily one of the best games of the PlayStation 2. I'm saying it because it was so much fun because you had the. Uh, the really cool cars, the customizations, and all that kind of stuff. And on top of that, you freaking had this almost power-like system of having cops and helicopters and trying to you know, use those as yeah. traps for your other people, adding a whole other dimension of strategy, mm-hmm. and having a really good split screen offered some really fun multiplayer at home. And I mm-hmm. adore that game. Still, they've never made a good... Um, that was the last true good Need for Speed game, in my opinion. So they've made some decent ones, but ever since then it's been downhill for Nintendo. Mm. So what's what do you guys think it's like for kids nowadays playing video games? Because for us, we we had it very limited, I mm. think. And while it's limited nowadays for kids, maybe I'm not sure. They also have you know, if you have a phone, there's apps on there. Yeah, I don't know. That, that computer, changes everything too, yeah. because I don't really I don't really know what the gaming landscape is is like now. I think because the, the defining game of this generation right now is Minecraft. We take yeah. it for granted because it's and they, so well, they play now, that on computers mostly, and that's a yeah. whole different ball game. I mean, I'm a I'm a console kid. I yeah. I My went computer from games were pinball and solitaire. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I I went from Classic. GameCube to the original Xbox, and by the way, um, the 360 might have been like my golden age of gaming, 
when I was re- like really into it, but it's it's like I don't know. It's like you can kind of my experience with the original Xbox. You can kind of throw in with that because my first exposure to the Elder Scrolls was on the original Xbox. I played Morrowind on the original Xbox. Um, I loved both of the two original Battlefront games. Um, oh, there are other ones. We were talking about one earlier. Um, do you think of Crash Bandicoot as a PlayStation only? Yes, absolutely. Okay, well, I played Crash Bandicoot on, on the original Xbox. I kid you not. Yeah, I, I don't. That there would be is possible. yeah, yeah. Where? Crash what? Bandicoot came out on the original Xbox. I'll just Re- research. That I'm gonna me. look it up real quick. I will say just just to clear the record here. I yes, PlayStation was my console, and I went straight up that PlayStation ladder. But I also took a step back while playing the PlayStation Two and played the NES and the SNES growing up. I mm-hmm. love those consoles dearly. I'm a huge fan of Street Fighter Two. Put so much time into that game. I love that game. Yeah, Super Crash uh, Mario Bros. Oh, sorry. Go keep going. Super Mario Bros. Love this. My favorite Mario Bros. Still to this day. It's just because of nostalgia. It's a little bit biased. And then um, Top Gear, which not many people huh. have heard of, but it's a really fun racing game on the SNES. Crash Bandicoot: The Wrath of Cortex. Oh yes. Yep. See the the reason thing for that is that that was uh, the first game. Let me think. I could be wrong. It is the first of the entire series to not be released exclusively for a PlayStation console. Because it, it wasn't made by Underdog, right? Um, Naughty Dog, sorry. It was... Developer Traveler's Tales. Yep. 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 See, that's 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 why it changed. Because um, Naughty Dog, the original maker, made three games. And after mm-hmm. that, they went on to make uh, Jack and Dexter. Um, Jack and Dexter, yeah. And then they went on to make... Um, I think Uncharted was next... Yeah, Uncharted, and then Last of Us. That's been the progression yeah. of series. Yeah, developers Naughty Dog from uh, 96 to 99, then Eurocam from 2000-2001, Traveler's Tale from 2001-2004, and it, it keeps changing. And that's when Crash Bandicoot stopped being good is when Naughty Dog left them because they were the geniuses behind everything. So, Are you guys excited at all for video games nowadays, or is it just like because... Is it because that you guys have like grown out of video games, or is it because the, of the here's, video games themselves? Here's my theory, at least for myself. Um, and I didn't I didn't even realize this until a few days ago because I just, I just, like, uh, I logged off of Facebook indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, what, it, what it made me realize was I think I started to lose interest in video games when I got a smartphone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it like it changed my my um how much I could pay attention to things. Does yeah, that make sense? Because yeah, even though I'm watching TV, uh, like I, I still have my phone around. Yeah, exactly. I just can't like, and I'm noticing it coming back to me now that I'm not on Facebook well, all the time. Is that I'm able to pay attention to things more often? Um, because I didn't get a smartphone until. Um, either the end of 2014 or the beginning of 2015, I can't remember, and that's when I stopped playing video games so much right. just from that point Well, because I think it all comes down to that dopamine release. In yeah. your phones, in general, it's so much faster, it's so yep. much quicker, mm-hmm. so your desire to go, even though it's not a lot of effort, there is effort involved, even getting set up on your couch, booting up the console and choosing what game you want to play and getting yeah. into that mode... Even it's putting DVDs into like, uh, like even putting <laughs> exactly. DVDs into watching. Oh, movies. I just, I just mm-hmm. want to like, no, go on, a, go yeah. on a, like an uh, app and watch it on there. Yeah, yeah we're so, so so maybe my problem with video games so. is not so much the video games; it's a problem with me, and it's yeah. because of yeah. the culture. Yeah, it's it's yeah. So that's that's where I'm at with video games right now. Is you know, there's probably there are good ones still coming out. I mean, 
I mean, I Assassin's Creed Origins is, as I've heard, and and Wolfenstein Two, I've heard, are like phenomenal. Both of them. I think games just now have but. to. What they have to do now is to be so so much more um, different than they used to be. What I mean by that, they have to come out of the crowd. They have to make you want to pull yourself out of that world where you're willing to sink time to that. Yeah. So. Um, for instance, this is new PlayStation exclusive coming up that I just saw yesterday, like an actual gameplay demo, and I've only like I think they announced it at E3 last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, E3's coming up in a couple of months. Yes, that's gonna be exciting. Um, but um, it's this game, something in Detroit, and it's about this game with um, androids who are be, uh, be like yeah, trying to fight that. for their own rights, basically. Mm-hmm. But do you know? Um, is, is are we talking about androids as in robots or androids as the phone? Uh, Android says robots. Okay, I was just like, like seeing the so, phones like coming sentient. I'm so like, think, whoa! So, so think of Delta, like, um, no, Data. Wow, I don't know why I said Delta. Like iRobot. Data, data from, yeah. Data from um, Star Trek. Yeah. Oh. Like that. Yeah. So it's like those those kinds of beings okay. and yeah. um, trying to fight for own for their own rights. And it's a very, but it's a very, um, do you know Heavy Rain and yep. Beyond Two Souls? Mm-hmm. It's that type of game okay. where there's lots of interaction, but it's a at its core, multiple choice game. Those are some of the th- those types of games are some of the last games I played because they were uh, they they were simple, but they still involved you making choices, like the Traveler Tales games, the Walking Dead, yes. stuff like that. Those are some of the last games that because really gripped you know, me too. Because you know what's about that is because we still make time for things like movies and TV, yep. and this in a way feels more like a movie or a TV show, but with more interaction. It's kind of like a tru- like a like a. Of the video game version of a right. choose your own adventure book. Yeah. So, yeah. so the lack of gameplay per se is not a weak point. It's just in a different mood. It's easier for it. to right. consume. And this game <laughs> is really cool because you go through all these things, and there's this gameplay video of where he's trying to save this guy who's trying to like he's on the edge of a skyscraper and he's got mm-hmm. this little girl as hostage, and you see the percentage of your likelihood to complete this mission go up and down depending on your decisions. And they're not yeah. A and B. They're like four to five decisions on so many things. Yeah. So it's really, they, they really flesh this system out and mm-hmm. this whole idea of multiple choice um, stories. And it looks really, really good. Um, yeah. So look that up. Um, I will, I can't remember the name of it for the life of it's me. It's almost like making decisions something in real life. Life, right? Yeah, something like... Like, hold on. Uh, PlayStation exclusive, search, search, something like that. Um... Is there any games that you're like specifically like eyeing on like that might? I still want to play Battlefront. I don't know. Detroit Becoming Human. Sorry. Thank you. Become Human. Detroit Become Human. That's it. it. Look, okay. look out for that game, people. That looks really, really good. Yeah, um, like I, I kind of want to play Battlefront too, but it's like paying the money for that and then hearing all the controversy and also just sitting yeah. down and playing it. Yep. It's like say so we can play the real Battlefront two downstairs right now. Can we? Is your Xbox working again? Yeah, what do you mean? You said the di- like the tray wouldn't open. Oh, that happens all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. I oh, need to play that again because that was really really mm. fun. That was actually one of like the days that I really remember from this year even though we just started the year is like when we had the snowstorm and we watched Star Wars, we played Battlefront and we watched more Star Wars while I was talking to somebody about Star Wars on my phone. Yeah. I was like this is a good, day. a good day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, to kind of ca- cap this conversation off, I liked what we touched about last time, where gaming companies need to put more effort in the gameplay, and I think that's but that's only half the problem. The other half of the problem is us, you know, yeah. the fact that yeah, people if, are if changing you wanna, too. Yeah, if yeah. if you want to <laughs> if you want if you want to make the personal decision to fix your attention deficit, then games are there are still good games out there, but if if you're th- if you're looking at it from the video game developer's perspective and saying how do we overcome 
the fact that this is happening to people and we can't bank on them wanting to fix it themselves. They have to find a new way to appeal to people. Yeah. It's like through that. You have to instantly like get them at, like yeah. get their attention hooked basically. Yeah, you got to come up with some new crazy mechanism, some new gameplay mechanic. Um, that works. People don't want to work in. for the game anymore, if that makes any sense. Like, you have to slowly progress in games. Like, yeah. you used to. And yeah. you just still do at times, but, like... I think that's one of the reasons why PUBG is so popular right now. It's just all action. It's all yeah, suspense and, and all action. And it's great for multiplayer. That, you know... You see, that's that's a great example of a game focusing on multiplayer and not worrying about campaign. And then, mm -hmm. like, Detroit Become Human, great example of a game focusing on campaign, not multiplayer. I yeah. think that those things need to become more and more separate. I think the age of having games pulling um, both uh, sides is just... It's too much because mm -hmm. then they're both lacking PUBG. these days, you know. Yeah. What? Yeah, I do want to play PUBG. I'm waiting. It's coming soon. Uh, I'm waiting for the PlayStation release because PlayStation doesn't have a uh, a beta program like Xbox and PC or Steam does. Yeah. So, um, once they as they're approaching their actual official release, I know it's hard to believe PUBG isn't even officially released. Um, once they hit that it. point, um, then it'll be available on PlayStation. Nice. Yeah. So. I think. Yeah. I was gonna say because it's on Xbox, but they have a system where. Yep. They yeah. So. You had to sell your Xbox One. Um, I voluntarily sold it. I just, yeah, I think I'm moving on in that part of my life. <laughs> moving on. It's more fun to talk about video games for me now than actually play them. We should play more video games. I didn't think I'd I actually still, say that, but I do want to like, play more video games. I still do like, like I, I like, I still like playing all the games that I've already played. I'm just, I guess I'm yeah, not, yeah. I guess I'm not interested in embarking on yeah. new, you know, forget that video game adventures. Yeah. Uh, Alright, is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. Alright, I'm going to flip Gary, and I'm also going to move Go him. for it. There we go. Cool. Just like that. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to be talking about My Hero Academia. And Woo! Spoiler warning, I'm going to be talking full spoilers. I'm also going to give a brief like idea of it's what it is to anime. Wesley. Uh, yeah, it's another anime. Anime! Yeah. <laughs> you need to get into some anime. No! Right? Yeah. Well, if you're looking, if you're thinking about anime, and you're thinking, holy crap, where do I start? Um, what's what's the best one to even like pique my interest? This is highly recommended. Yeah, it, it it gets your attention in like the first two yeah. episodes. Super easy to watch, super rewarding, super quick, and it's honestly, as far it, as anime is concerned, not that crazy. I guess you could say it's pretty super. Because a, it's, yeah. yeah, and it's because <laughs> it is very similar to some of uh, I I was saying how it's similar to X Men. If if X Men was an anime, this is kind of like what it would be like. Have you seen Sky High, right? Oh, I love Sky High. It's like Sky High except better. Well, I would hope so because yeah. Sky High is not great. No, that's no. Sky High is fun. What are you Sky talking about? Sky High is a fond memory of mine. Those, I love Sky High. It was stupid and fun. What are you talking? A little okay. stronghold. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's stupid. right. The commander in Jetstream. Ugh. Oh, good grief. Those um, costumes, though. Yeah, pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, so My Hero Academia is basically, it's like, um, people around the world that started to get these powers, and they call them quirks. And it happens more and more with each generation, and basically it's to the point where the the people who don't have powers are the minority. I think it's I think they said like 80 to 90% people have quirks in this yeah. world. Yeah. So like, can you imagine mutants where 80 to 90% of the people in the X-Men were mutants. Yeah, it's like oh. everyone, almost everyone's able to do cool stuff. And then there's one character specific, specifically, he's the main character, he doesn't have a quirk. So he's in the minority, and that really, really sucks. Because like everyone else is like, oh, I'm going to be become a superhero, I'm, I can do this and that, watch what I do. And their 
powers usually manifest when they are like five or six. Yeah, I so say. you don't you don't see it right away for the most part. Usually, not always. Sometimes, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like that's he wants to be a superhero. He wants to be like this one specific superhero called All Might, who is like mm -hmm. the big guy. He's like the number one superhero in the world, but he doesn't have a quirk. So he basically finds out a well. Well, first off, before you yeah. get too too far, in this world, um, the superheroes and the superhero world is the whole culture now. Mm -hmm. There's this whole new thing where it's actually a job to be a superhero because in a superhero culture. Yeah, yeah. So, so people have su superpowers, but then there's superheroes to protect them, so they have agencies and everything. Yeah. So there's this whole culture of where it's a whole it's a whole business and world now where. Not only are they accepted, but it's become the norm where it's like it's that it job everyone has mm -hmm. to have. So it's think of it as like um, like the Jedi almost, yeah. and how they have their different factions and stuff huh. like that. Like okay. it's just the norm. But then it's also commercial in a way too, where there's lots oh, yeah. of advertising and all mm -hmm. this thing. It's like we so. want you to work for our agency or this one or that. Oh, one. like right. superhero agencies. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and through a series of events, the main character, Deku, he's able to get powers. The problem is, so he gets like super strength, right? His body cannot handle it though. He can okay. be strong, but if he d throws a punch, his, his, like, his arm will break. Okay. So it, he, he can do a lot of stuff, but his body will just break. And it's He very... does that several times. Yeah, he does. And he keeps doing it too for this a while. Is, this is a guy from- This is, yeah, this guy right me. here. I got him yesterday. This is the guy that I cosplay. Um, so this is Tenya Ida, or Ingenium, from My Hero Academia, and he is a guy who's basically got engines in the back of his legs, so he's able to run really fast. So I know. weird. I know it sounds weird. He's <laughs> yeah, got metal that is, that is something I like about My Hero Academia, the is that the powers, yeah, the powers are more fun, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. I was born with engines in my legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's one of the things that I like about anime is just that it's so weird, but it can also be cool at the that's same time. That's one of the things I've never been able to grasp. How weird by. it is? Yeah, I'm just like... Yeah, at first I was just like, this is very, very bizarre. But then it it's nice because it's a bigger variety because we yeah. are pretty used to certain powers in shows and mm -hmm. movies and comic books. Yeah. They go to the next level. They think about everything. Yeah. Like absolutely everything. It, yeah, there's so many very specific ones and so many, so many things that seems very... Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's the majority of the people who have quirks is that they're tiny, like they're tiny little things. Like Deku's mom is like, "Oh, I could like float this mug just a yeah, little, just bit. a little thing." Yeah. So it's like, imagine if you had just a little bit of force power. Some people like that's have, what she has. Yeah, you know? Some people have the lamest superpowers, but they still have powers. Like there's this one guy. Somehow he gets into the hero course. He's able to shoot a laser out of his belly button. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> and he's super like flamboyant and full yeah. of himself. He's, he's like, funny. Oh jeez. Uh, but this, but this show is so much fun because first off, just it's like, visually appealing. Yeah, I will say that. Uh, it's very reminiscent of something like Harry Potter, where everyone's in a school, you know, because you're following these kids who are going. That's why it's similar to Sky High, rather. You're Do going you have into a the cosplay from it. Going, He's going to. to, yeah. What which one is it? Because you had earlier talked about doing one from that show where the guys had like a bird head. Oh yeah, oh, that's Tokiyami. the same Tokiyami. I didn't end up going with that one. I'm going okay. with Present Mike. Yeah. Um, which is when he's one. Wait, did you say prison Mike? Present Mike. Oh, okay. Yeah. Prison Mike. Prison Mike. <laughs> what was the worst thing about prison? The <laughs> Dementors. <laughs> um, and that's it's so funny because they they like they go full on with this superhero culture. Everybody has their own pseudo names and everybody has their own superhero costumes mm -hmm. that quote unquote enhance their superpowers. It's like 
full blown. It's so weird because it takes this concept of superheroes and like novelizes it oh, to yeah. make it just just every day. Like this is this is what life would be like if almost everybody was a superhero, and it's so fun to see. You know, one of the main characters, his name is Bakugo. He's able to sweat nitroglycerin from his hands, what? so he's <laughs> able to make explosions with his hands. But then he has these gauntlets that actually. Um, like store they store the nitroglycerin so he's actually able to unleash a huge explosion from his gauntlets and they look like grenades and it's so cool wait Um, I think I've seen that you've seen that he's got it's like grenades yeah they look like like grenades there's a lot of cosplays like that I actually wanted to cosplay him originally (laughs) and then I was in a group or something and somebody was already doing it so I'm like well I guess I won't do it then and then people were like well why don't you do this guy Tenya Ida, and I'm like, all right, sure. And it turned out to be one of my best cosplays. Because personality-wise, it just fits so do it. He has, like, no chill, and he gets really <laughs> annoyed, and he's very stern, and he's just like, hey, do everything yeah. right. Don't stand on the chair. What are you doing? But, uh... I'm like, it's the mom character. Yes. Yep. I love... The, like, there is no way you can watch this show and not fall in love with one of the characters of this show because they're so diverse in such a good and defined way that They have, yeah, backstories for background yeah. characters. This is one of the shows that has a lot of characters. Um, reminds me of Assassination Classroom, where yeah, there's there's some that is yeah there's some characters where they're side like B and C characters, but every character gets their moment to shine. And by the end of the show, you know all the characters, yeah. and that's what this show is too. Like at first, it's overwhelming because it's a lot of kids, but then slowly they start to like take portions of episodes, or in some cases, like an entire episode, to really focus on one of the kids, and you get to know them more and more and hmm. more, and. They're all Is this still a running memorable. anime? Oh, yeah. Season 3 is coming out this year. Oh. Yep. I'm very excited. Actually, everything steps up after... Well, when Season 2 hit, everything got bigger. Like, oh, they had the it tournament exploded. Arc. Like, the first season was good. You know, like, mm-hmm. it was fun. I was like, all right, this is a fun, feel-good anime. It's pretty cute, you know, whatever. And then Season 2 hits, and we're just like, whoa. Because so kind of like the Ruby. Like. It is really, really good. It yeah. steps up in every single way, and, like, my jaw was on the floor when I'd be watching each episode, basically. I was really, really happy watching that. Um, well, yeah, like going back to characters who have moments to shine uh, after you think, oh, they're not really a big deal. I felt the same way about uh, Todoroki. He's a character who has ice on one hand and fire on the I've other. I've seen you seen him. him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he did not. He didn't really stand out to me in season one. I was like, oh, I guess he's cool, but his his he's really co- reserved. He looks really weird. Yeah. His super his cosplayer or his. His costume looked really weird. Yeah. Everything odd. is just a cosplay now. <laughs> it's all cosplay. I gotta put my work cosplay on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then he turns into a main character in season two, and I didn't understand. I was like, what? where's this going? You, you have. A, I you, you should be showing off your shirt here. I've got my UA high school t shirt, <laughs> which is where they go. Now, Will, you actually finished watching um, season two of My Hero Academia yes. a little while ago. Yes. What, I'm what so did you blessed. think? Actually, watch the entire show. I. It was, for the most part, up to the hype. Um, I think the the last the the final like few episodes were overhyped to me because it kept saying like, oh, just like this is the best part. And I was like, it was good. It was right on par with the rest of the season, and I loved it. But I didn't think it got increasingly better. Like, don't get me wrong. Like this like this season of an anime was like a nine out of ten for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but uh, yeah, it, it towards the end it started to get just a little bit overhyped. Uh, hyped, but I freaking love that. It does make it's sense, so, actually. Yeah, it was so. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm glad that I'm caught up because season two came out and I hadn't even watched season one. So like halfway through season two is when I started watching it hmm. and I finally got caught up. See. Um, and I think what makes this um 
this anime also super successful because even if you're not in the anime scene, you probably know what this is because it is like the cosplay community is such a, a factor. It blew up this like yeah. since 2017. It makes a huge impact on whether on how popular an anime can become and what makes um, My Hero Academia so powerful in the cosplay scene is a few things. Every year we have some big uh, cosplay group that everyone's doing. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a, like big ones was SAO, you know, you had um, Attack on Titan, Attack on Titan, Tokyo Ghoul, Tokyo Ghoul. You had um, um, shoot, uh, what was the one? Um, you yeah, Yuri, Yuri on Ice. <laughs> you have Ruby. You have Yuri on Ice, and now you have My Hero Academia. Um, and some of these things have a lot of things in common. First off, a lot of characters, but not just a lot of characters, a lot of memorable characters. All those shows share that, especially My Hero Academia. Mm -hmm. Second of all. Almost all of them have some sort of uniform that applies to the majority of characters. Yeah. Almost all those shows have they it. They have a gym uniform and they have a school uniform. And if you just have their wig or a little bit of makeup, and you right. can basically pull it and off. And why that's important is because then it's accessible to all levels of cosplayers. Mm -hmm. You know, because mm -hmm. then you can look at, wow, look at these like big weapons and these crazy outfits that defy nature, you know. Now you have a uniform that's really easy to pull off. You put on uh, like a wig, and then boom, you're that character. And or if it's you want to do not a different character. You can just put on another wig, yeah. and you'll look great. And so it <laughs> makes I cosplay as all the characters. <laughs> That's basically what uh, Sam, our friend, did. <laughs> she's got like six now. She has six wigs, and she just has to put the gym uniform on. She's yeah. fine. Um, so yeah, so that's another element. Um, and then uh, last of all, like cool looking and just fun. And this obviously fits the bill in a lot of the things. That's one of the reasons I wanted to cosplay this character. Uh, Tenya because his helmet's even really cool too. I haven't made his helmet yet. I know, I know. it's cool. Um, yeah, I was just well. I want. I work with foam a lot, mm -hmm. so a lot of them have fabric costs or costumes. I have to try so hard to say costumes now. Um, but his is like basically all armor, and I was like, you know, armor sticks out. You see, like it. You you're walking down the road. You see somebody in clothes. You're like, okay, that's cool. And you see armor. You're just like, what is that? How's yeah, that made? You're a big fan of armor. I really love armor. I like seeing how it works. And that was my I mean, it biggest. Kind of like Alex. What? Hold on. Are you looking? It's kind of like Alex. I just gotta do the eyebrows. That is my my go-to. His helmet's so cool. Okay, fine. I'll make the helmet eventually. Jeez. <laughs> uh, he's got it covered. Uh, anyway, head covered. He he's way ahead of you. Oh my word. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, but yeah. So I think the this one is going. It's it definitely it's still very strong. Yeah. No. It's really popular uh, from 2017 in the cosplay scene. But I think that 2018 is going to be its real stride because you've had a lot of people like me catching up, and to a lot of the bigger cosplayers working on making some of the bigger what they call hero outfits. Mm -hmm. So I think 2018 is actually this is my big hero outfit. Yeah. So I think. 2018 is going to be the real stride of it where we finally have everyone really coming together with this because I feel like it was towards the end half of 2017 where we really saw this anime coming into play. It was summer when the anime was coming out. So. Right. So I feel like by this time, this is when everyone's going to have their... And there's and there's no, not much other challenges to it right now. There's mm -hmm. no other... I'm sure there'll be something coming out in 2018 that's going to go crazy. But as of right now, that's the it anime. And it's going to freaking destroy cons like come this that's year. just so gross for me to look at <laughs> i'm sorry i can't like, i don't have calves like that at all it's so I gross skinny calves um yeah it was well when i first cosplayed um ida or when i did the hero outfit it was at another anime con yeah and there have been people who cosplayed him but there's not a lot yeah 
like it, those it, like they're far and few between but when i was actually at the con there was like two or three people who said hey we're gonna cosplay this guy for anime boss and we want to like look at your armor and everything and i was they're like it's so accurate and it, was, it made my heart warm it's like mm. i tried my very best to make it as accurate as i could minus the chest piece and the helmet but still it it felt really good because you want to look accurate you know like yeah. pe people can usually tell with the cosplay like okay you, yeah, you if you have the wig and you have whatever you can probably tell who they are but a lot of times it might not be as accurate so i literally tried as hard as i could to make that accurate like the big leg pieces mm -hmm. those are my big pieces like my go-to pieces yeah that's that's my bit <laughs> but no uh, i really love my hero academia it's, it's just, so good it it gets better and the characters get better and you feel so many emotions too like it's not just an action a lot game. of happy emotions <laughs> oh, a lot of happy, but it's also like heartbreaking happy in a way. Mm -hmm. um, like, like this is the Uraka. first anime where I've really felt proud of the characters. Like, yeah. right off the you bat. You can see them grow. Like, season one, yeah. whoa. Season two, whoa. Very similar to Harry Potter, oh, where you're wow. just like, oh, you guys have grown up so much, and I'm so proud of you guys and what you've mm -hmm. been able to. Very similar to that kind of feeling. Yeah. And not a lot of shows can do that, you know? Mm -hmm. And with anime, that's really cool that they're able to do that. Yeah. Like, but they also have a lot of options too when you're doing it in anime. This this show just hits so many notes that they just nail. It's one of the most consistently good animes we've had in a long time. Because um, like even Attack on Titan season two is good and bad. You know, uh, from what I've heard, the first half was good, the second half not so much. Um, yeah, but yeah. even that, it's definitely not widely as loved as the first season. Um, you've got um, what other ones? Um, <laughs> Death, <you're>, Note. <laughs> Death Note. Death um, Note. Yuri and I still has yet to come up with another season, and it's kind of leaving out, leaving all their fans out to dry. They were all about like Yuri and Ice. It was fans. massive. It was huge. Lot. Not. No. It was twenty second half of twenty sixteen to twenty seventeen. Yeah. I want to say that's when it was really really big, and then it felt like it died off completely. Well, yeah, because like you know the hype you know slows down, and then um, and then he's just like. Not enough to tease, because I'm pretty sure at the end of season two of My Hero Academia, they had already said, yep, season three is coming. Yeah, exactly. Afterwards. So it keeps everybody invested. And for all we can know, I'm pretty sure Uranice has already announced that they are having a second season. But What is that? Because right, right now it sounds like you're saying, like, Yuri on ice. Yeah, the character called Yuri, who's on ice. Who's skating. Have you seen all He's the... Not dead. <laughs> Have you heard of all the animes that's basically sports-oriented and stuff like that? Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, this is an ice skating one. Yeah, I don't watch it either. Anime, anime, How is that? Anime has a weird fascination with sports. There's there's an anime for every sport. And there's also a fetish for anything, too, and you're very nice. You covers a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to go there. Um, <laughs> that's that's what, how, nice. How, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. Someone stop him. I'm sorry, was that not cool? Mm -hmm, mm. I'm going to put you on ice. <laughs> I'll stab you with a pen. <laughs> uh, what characters did you not like in the TV show? So... In My Hero Academia, um, so I don't really hate any of the characters. However, and a lot of people are gonna hate me for this. I'm not a big fan of Bakudo. Bakudo. Bakugo. 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 Who's that? It's He's the, the explosion guy. Explosion. Oh. He likes to call himself King Explosion Murder. That's his <laughs> explosion yeah. murder. That's what he wants to call himself. <laughs> yeah, they had this. All, they, had like this they had this awesome episode where they're in class and they're coming up with their superhero names, and he keeps coming up with these really crazy. <laughs> He's like, like Lord Explosion Murder doesn't work. 
King explodes in murder. He always goes with the class. He's like, no one explodes in murder. He's always screaming at everything. He's just like, ah, you jerk, shut up. Yeah, it's he's he's the bully basically, but he's still cool for some. I understand the appeal for him absolutely. I think but I don't. I he just doesn't connect to me. I'm a sucker <laughs> for Deku. I'm just yeah, from episode three. I was like in a half tears because I was like, I'm so proud of my boy. He's like achieving his dreams. He's and like, such like a tiny like such a, because he's a kid it, and he just yeah. wants to try his best. Yeah, here's a kid who's like the biggest fanboy of All Might. Literally like the number one superhero. They have rankings for like superheroes. You he know? made he's his costume one. to look like All Might's, except it's all green. So it looks yeah, really so like weird. his own version. But he's a super fanboy, and he just wants to be a hero for all the right reasons. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. And he doesn't have a superhero, and it's just heartbreaking. He doesn't have a superpower. Yeah. yeah. And and just, so there's a, there's a scene where they go, the doctor's wondering, like, when is, when is he going to get his powers manifested? And the doctor gives... Him, uh, he tells him and his mom's like, uh, it looks like he's probably not gonna get any powers. And then later on in that scene, he's like sitting in front of the TV watching All Might, and he's he's smiling, but it, like tears are going down his eyes, and he's just like, "Mommy, do you think I'll actually get powers?" And it's so heartbreaking. Oh my gosh! Like, yeah, and he's smiling the entire time. She just hugs him, saying, "I'm sorry, I don't think you will." And he's still smiling, and it's like that sad smile, oh. tears running down yeah. his face. It, hits it hurts you. so much. But then he ends up being, uh, <laughs> like All Might ends up. Um, his pair of power is actually transferable. Mm-hmm. He chooses him to, uh, to uh, like be like carry the torch. He sees that he's worthy, basically. Yeah, I was gonna say you explained this to me before. It's like it just so happens that All Might's power, part of his power is that it's transferable. Yeah, that's yeah. not yeah. a common trait at all. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. very unique. It's uh, explained later on in season two, I think. Yeah, yeah, they go into it. I won't like go into that so that way you can find out yeah. for yourself what it is. But mm-hmm. it's it's so heartwarming and just everything he does and. They do just so many things right in the show, and it's just, it's so fun to watch, you know? It is fun, it is, like, encouraging, it's heartbreaking, it's also heartwarming, it's a lot of things, and usually with TV shows or anime, it's one thing or another. It's like, oh, it's a love show, or Mm -hmm. oh, it's an action show, or it's drama. This has almost everything. It is, it's fun, it has a lot of action, it has a lot of... So is this like your favorite anime? This is in my top three. That, Assassination in Classroom, and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. It's probably my favorite. What's Assassination in Classroom? Assassination Classroom? We will Uh, talk about that another time. time. Okay, (laughs) that's for another story. I think it's my favorite ongoing anime at the moment, if that makes any sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Because there's not a lot, like... Because a lot of my favorites are done. We are watching a lot of things that are actually coming out that are really, really good. Yeah. I only really watch, well, there's Ruby. That's true. Anime, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> um, Western anime. And so. there is Attack on Titan, which I'm kind of watching. But yeah, other than yeah, I don't really have anything else. That's and I think out. it's just because it's proven to be so. We have so much confidence in this next season, you know, because it's so consistently good. And that's hard to do with any show, you know. Mm-hmm. What's also encouraging is that they already have the manga for it, and I've heard good things about the storyline that's coming up yeah. for the next season. So, I. I love this show, show so 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 much. So yeah, whether you're into anime or not, highly recommend it. Um, it's definitely, especially if you're looking for a gateway anime. This is this is a good one. I still think people should start off a little bit slow with certain animes, like go do a mild anime and then move up in the factor of weird, because this show can be weird at times. That's that's anime. I mean, you're dealing with a whole if other you're culture with here. Someone you know? who, uh, if you're starting with someone who has never watched any anime, 
right. you might want to like you know I guess I don't know, have that option with you guys well, slowly mean- start them <laughs> on stuff I know that sounds terrible it's like slowly start them on mild animes and then move on to better anime. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm gonna stop now <laughs> <laughs> you can't see it but I'm just I'm I'm face palming so hard right now well you should watch this anime it's good so yeah, I, I'm going to talk about my thing now, which uh, <laughs> I'm going to talk about my thing. Anyway, <laughs> isn't uh, this a great way to end a segment? Yeah. So our yeah, segues are really bad. I know. Today. I <laughs> segue, man, I'm so I'm just I'm going to do mine. I'm going to switch. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to flip Gary. Um, but yeah, so this week, um, Rooster Teeth, um, aka the makers of Ruby, among many, 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 many other things. Um, made please a, notice me some yeah <laughs> made a documentary for um, Jessica Negri and if you haven't heard Jessica Negri because we briefly talked about cosplay just a minute ago um, Jessica Negri is one of the most well-known if not the most well-known name in cosplay you yep. have other big names you have Yaya Han who is very influential influential in the creation of cosplay she's actually got her name in places like Joanne fabrics or hmm. she's got her own section dedicated for costly fabrics. It's really cool. Um, hmm. So it's cool to see that. Coming. It was so funny. Me and my friend were going to a Joann's to look a, uh, look for a fabric of my cosplay. And I was asking if they had a certain kind of like pleather fabric. She's like, yeah, there's got some over here and there's some over here. And if you come with me, there is this section called the the cosplay section. Uh, <laughs> it's like this like costume. That's where you just stop. There's like I know more than yeah, you. Yeah, I know. And I was, yeah, I, I, I didn't tell them. You go past your area of expertise. I mine. <laughs> it was so funny. I, she did. She was now. I am master. She wasn't trying to go in depth, but she was like half explaining it. And I was just like, oh yeah, I've heard of cosplay. You know, seriously. <laughs> you know, yeah. gotta be honest. I, I love I, it. I didn't want to go into that conversation with. Well, her. it would have been kind of cool. Like, actually, that's what we're here for. Yeah. Like, you know, it's funny you mention that. That's why I'm here. There was one time I was getting um, pleather for uh, my Roy cosplay. What the hell is pleather? It's plastic uh, leather. Oh, so it's fake that makes leather. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it was really yeah. more simple than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so, a I was cheap getting, so I was getting getting some for Roy, and then <laughs> so I'm at Hobby Lobby getting this because they have really good pleather there, and she's cutting the fabric and she's like, "What are you making? Some pants?" I'm like. Yeah, I'm making pants. I'm totally not, I'm totally not making pants whatsoever. So I was like, yeah. I'm making pants out of pleather. Let's do it. I mean, you can know, like, like cowboy like stuff. Yeah. What are those called again? I don't know. Stirrups. Why'd you look at me? I don't know. Stirrups. Somewhere on this. Anyways, that's Stirrup. way that's off topic. That's on a saddle. Um, but yeah, so you have Yaya Hand, uh, famous in, like, the actual, like, making of cosplay stuff. You have um, um, Allison Tabithia. I believe. I have no idea. I don't know anyone else besides Jessica. She Andrew. is really popular because of her makeup skills and how she can trans. This is the person who does uh, Jack Sparrow. Oh, um, yeah. She does Wonder Woman. She has like a perfect look. Oh, I've Wonder seen Woman. pictures yeah. of her. She yeah. looks just like her. Yeah. yeah. Her, her skills to trans because she's also, don't get me wrong, makeup is her strongest point, but her uh, costuming skills are also on point as well. Mm-hmm. But her makeup is what sets her apart and her ability to literally make her face look like other people. Like, yeah. so she's done, um, I, let's, let's keep mind here. This is a she What's who's done, again? um, Allison Tabithy, I believe. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, um, we're gonna, so, we're gonna look, look at that. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, so she's Tabuthia, done, sorry. She's done, um, 
I'm trying to talk as I'm looking up stuff. It's Al- I think it's Alice and Tabitha. Tabitha? Yeah. I'm, I'm t- apologize t- to anyone who's cringing oh, really hard right now. It's T-A-B-B-I-T-H-A. Yep. Yeah. Tabitha. Oh, my word. Yeah. So her, her Wonder Woman literally looks like Wonder Woman, and she does one... Um, for lightning from Final Fantasy thirteen and it looks just like her. Yep. It's just, it's and scary. she does uh Padme uh from yep. She does Edward Scissor Hands. Edward Scissor Hands. Uh she does uh Newt from Newt Scarmander from the new Harry Potter series. Mm-hmm. Um like seriously, her the ability to change her face into other actors is incredible. She does these famous side by side photos. Um, and I'm sure you've seen them on Facebook. Like, look at what this cosplayer can do. And usually you see Ow. those things on, like, pages. Um, Looks just like Padme. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. nuts what she's able to do. Um, wow. So she's also really popular for that reason as um, someone who's yeah. also able to breach that gap into the non-cosplay Her birthday's scene. the same as mine. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, so, so then you have... Jessica Negri. Like, I think of those people as the big three. You've mm-hmm. got um, Yaya Han, you've got um, Allison, and then you've got Jessica. And Jessica, <laughs> why I think, in my opinion, that's awesome, <laughs> in my opinion, is <laughs> It's the, one of them in a sweater. Sorry. And I and I'm, it's, what's great about her is that she'll deny this, is, in my opinion, why she's the head figure of cosplay. Who? Because um, Jessica Negri. Negri. Okay. Because she has the personality. Don't get me wrong. She has phenomenal... Yeah, she's got other things, too. <laughs> hey, so, so we're going to talk about that. So we're going to talk about that. Anyways, so there's a reason why she's popular, all right? Don't let William fool you. That's not the only reason. Okay, so... Um, so... She embodies the personality of the typical cosplayer of just being super dorky, going through the same problems of us of con crunching and really just trying to get crap done. Um, and then also dealing with just your normal like con stuff, but on a more extreme level, of course. Mm-hmm. This documentary was a great eye-opener for oh, yeah. anybody who didn't know much about her. I already knew her like because I met her in person, got to talk to her, and really get to see her as a I've even met her, and it was weird, though, because I have no idea who she yeah. is. So it was like and another so, person for hi, me. I'm like, oh, hi, cool. So, <laughs> so You're look, famous, I think. Jess- Jessica Nugri was also one of the first cosplayers that non-cosplayers have heard of based off of her famous um, sexy Pichiku and she talked about all of this in the documentary and she did it for fun and she got a lot of attention, of it, attention for it so she kept doing it but then it became more of I want to do more challenging cosplays you know yeah. uh, sure uh, she still does sexy cosplays but she still does a lot of like like normal cosplays and whatnot. Mm. but regardless of the fact for the most part almost all of them are super complicated and super impressive. She does a lot of... Um, How many times have you said super in the podcast? Super! Super! <laughs> um, but, uh, so, she does, like, a lot of, like, um, ones from, like, Blizzard, so, like, wow. Um, and, wow. And just the amazing, like, armor that she's able to do mm-hmm. and stuff. She's she's a very well-rounded cosplayer, especially being up there. So, and she will tell yourself, she's not the best at making armor. She's not the best with makeup. She's not the best at doing all these things. But what is understated about her is her personality. And that makes her so seem accessible to yeah. people. People she, she, she can be the face of cosplay right. because she's... Because I'll cause tell her. you right now, anybody who hates on Jessica Negri is... A hundred percent making that judgment off of just her pictures, mm-hmm. because in the pictures 
yes, she's a model and she's modeling her cosplays. Yeah. She's going to look like because we people don't think too fondly of models. You think that most models are stuck up mm -hmm. and like think so much of themselves mm -hmm. and they're they're higher above other people. Mm -hmm. Jessica Negri is the exact opposite of that. So if yeah, if you were to judge her by looking at just her pictures and comparing her to other models, you'd be right to think so. But if you took a moment to see anything and I mean anything that she does where she's actually talking or doing something, you will realize that she's the dorkiest nerd ever. That's and actually what happened. Like, I, I, I've got, like, I went on Instagram page and I was like, uh, it's a lot of, like, you know, you know, photos of her being, like, a model, I guess, <laughs> whatever you do when you're modeling. Um, but then I watched one of her videos on YouTube and she was really, she was, like, talking about what she was making, how she was making it, and she's going step through step yeah. while being a complete dork. And, she's and I so absolutely funny. loved it. I was like, so oh my funny. Goodness. Like, she is so funny. And I'm not saying that Yaya Han and Allison don't have great personalities, but Jessica's really conveys over camera and online and makes her feel more accessible. And it's like, she's, she's the, weird. Yeah. Dude, she's, she's in weird. the best way, though. You know, it's just because <laughs> you have to be weird to love cosplay a little bit, you know? And I, I mean, old nerds are weird, okay? Let's just let's <laughs> get over that bridge. She shows her weird. Um, and she's proud of it, you know? And she talks about her journey in this documentary of how she brought this way. She actually was uh, born in New Zealand. Um, hmm. She's not American. Um, she I think her dad's American. And it's possible? I don't know. But they moved to Arizona, I, I believe. You, I thought you were American. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so she grew up in grade school in America, and then the culture was very different. She was very free spirited in New Zealand, but then a lot of girls picked on her for being nerdy and not like wearing lots of makeup and stuff hmm. like that. Not just that, she also had her accent, so that was really rough being yeah. like a middle schooler with an accent that yeah. nobody understood. Yeah, and it's really cool because you can still do that accent on a whim. Um, when she feels like it, and it's like, she sounds very reminiscent of um, of um, what's Hugh Jackman. Well, he is from New Zealand, so is he from New Zealand or is he from Australia? I'm pretty sure he's from New Zealand. Either way, their their accents are pretty similar. We uh, have a fourth. We have a fourth person on the show. It's Google. <laughs> <laughs> hey Google, where is Hugh Jackman from? Hugh Jackman. Wait, are you talling? Wait, you yeah, where is Hugh Jackman from? No, Hugh Jackman is from Australia. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh. Yeah. Sydney, Australia. Yeah. You said, I thought you said Peter Jackson. No. Excuse me. What? Excuse me. You've been listening. <laughs> no, I haven't. But uh, but yeah, anyway, she's talking about her... Where um, is Jessica Negri from? She, we just told you. She's from I don't know exactly where. Wow. It's, no, it says she was born in Reno, Nevada. Uh, so maybe... Okay, so... Uh, I, I grew up in in Christchurch, uh, New Zealand. Okay, so yep. she was born, which in is her mother's hometown. Okay, yep. So that okay. makes sense. And I did I didn't say I wasn't hundred percent on that fact, mm -hmm. but she definitely spent her first years in New Zealand, growing yeah. up in that culture. Um, but um, she a Kiwi. What does that mean? I think that's what they call their kids. Wow. But uh, in New Zealand, but yeah, she 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 still is a very free spirited person, but. I think that if you were to judge her just based off of her pictures, you wouldn't feel that, you know. But you watch, no, yeah, yeah. You you watch her stories on Instagram. You watch any of her cosplay tutorials on YouTube, or just watch this doc. This she doc was, is only the, sorry. 50, this doc is only fifty minutes, and it's a, such a well-rounded display of how, who she is as a person and her processes doing things, her upbringing, which a lot of us didn't know too much about. You know, this yeah. is the first time that I feel like she's really. I would have thought she was like more popular in school. Yeah. Oh, not at all. And mm -hmm. I think 
And I think that's what a lot of people just assume about her. There's so much assumptions about her. And I'm so glad this doc came out to really clear the air about that. Mm -hmm. Especially because she deserves so much better than the hate that she gets. You know, a lot of people don't even think that she makes her cosplays. That's anything but true. She makes almost all of her cosplays. And the few that she doesn't or like pieces are, are things that are commissioned or things that are given to her. And so she's wearing it because of that. But... She makes her cosplays, and she's extremely skilled. And if you think for a second that she doesn't, then that's, again, another snap judgment. She gets, unlike Yaya Han and um, Allison, um, she gets so much crap from people who think they know everything about her when they don't. And it's so disappointing because they put so minimal effort to know who she is as a person and just assume that she's just some stuck-up model. Um, and she's, yeah, she's got great looks. So what? So do a lot of cosplayers that are famous. <laughs> so do I. That, that's how popular people work. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, when when you get popular and you get money, all of a sudden you look better. It's a thing. <laughs> like, what? Look at look at Chris Pratt before he became famous. He is not, like, you can even he see. He also worked out for a role. I know, but I'm saying that, like, think, like, things of that nature and being in Hollywood, stuff like that. Like even if it's just working out for a thing, like naturally it, makes you a better looking person. It becomes an a it becomes one of your assets. Yeah, you know that you have to. Yeah. It makes sense to spend money on. Yeah, but so mm. it's you can't. It's so stupid to hate on her because she's. I'm like looking at all the attractive looking she's done, person, but I'm not getting very good. <laughs> I'm not getting very good results. I'm not. Are you just googling it? Uh, yeah. Well, that's not the right way to do it because then see that that's the yeah because that's that's the you that, get everything <laughs> you get the worst part of it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing because people will literally make jokes about her about saying, literally quoting how how Jessica Nunigri is everything wrong that is with cosplay and that's awful. <laughs> Can you imagine being someone? who is so pow uh, popular and influential in the cosplay scene and then saying that you're everything wrong that is like she gets so much hate and she's such a strong person for putting up with all the crap that she gets mm -hmm. and especially talking with her in person the amount of time that she takes to talk to every single person and oh, really yeah. is she invested, actually talked to me too yeah and is invested and in every single person that comes up is phenomenal uh she is one of my favorite people i've ever met at a con and the amount of respect that she has for other cosplayers and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, if you were to meet her, your mind would be freaking blown about just how... <laughs> I did meet her. It's to know who she was. Yeah. <laughs> was well, your mind like, blown? <laughs> I mean, I have no... And that's the thing. I have no idea who she was. So I was like, I was like, we were on her birthplace and I just like moved over to images like, well, I don't know what cosplay she's done. So I'm going to look and yeah. it's just, I didn't get any good results. Well, yeah, that's all what the mainstream like, uh, people want to share. Anything mm -hmm. in the community, we show you like, like, let me pull up one of her cosplays that she's done because if you go to like her Instagram which that's something where, that she's posted personally yeah would be better like, yeah like check out this. she did a recent shoot with a with a wolf <laughs> like check that out yeah How that's cool, cool and that's that? Ayla the Huntress from Skyrim yeah yeah so that's cool and she does just so this is the one that was in the documentary uh, that's um that, from WoW yeah and that's uh, it's so so cool and the stuff that she does um <laughs> Alex, <laughs> I feel like we've it done a cool. lot of. I feel like we've done a lot of visual context stuff this I episode. Think so. It's just like we're laughing, and you you don't know. You don't know why we're laughing. When William uploads the videos, you'll know. Oh, um, man. Uh, yeah. When I first met her at Boston Comic Con, it was pretty cool. I think I was in line by myself, mm -hmm. or pretty much with my. No, I was in line with you because that's when I met her too. I don't know who she was. No, you didn't. I thought you met her with someone else. Maybe it was another time. Because I, I met her at Boston Comic Con last I, yeah, year. Yeah, well, we all met her at Boston Comic Con last Also, year. she was really sick at the last day of Boston Comic Con. Yeah, she and was. you wouldn't right. know if right. you were there. Well, I was there, and I saw her going like this and having to take a break. And then our friend who was right in front of her going to meet her next. 
that was when like she had to go and leave and he's like is it my fault that she got sick and I was like no. oh dude <laughs> um, but, but the fact that she showed up and still did everything she like still she did, did it all yeah. I would have been like nope Mm-hmm. The amount of exhaustion that she had throughout the weekend, and then on the last day being sick and like not being like cold sick, being like really sick and still pulled through it was amazing. She, I wouldn't do it. She is so committed to her craft and especially the community. And the fact that she puts so much love and care into the community only to get so much hate, not from the community, but from people outside of the community, that it's almost overwhelming. It's just, it's just awful. Mm-hmm. And I hope that if you're willing to literally just give her a few minutes of your time, if you actually like care about people, watch the documentary. It's on roosterteeth.com. If you're not a heartless, yeah, if you <laughs> mean if you person, soul, watch this documentary. Yeah. If you don't feel like investing for some reason 15 minutes of your time, go to your YouTube channel and check out one of her cosplay tutorials. And her personality just shines through. It's wonderful, and she's a wonderful human being. And it's, it, I just really, it really hurts <laughs> that someone so awesome gets treated this way, you yeah. know? When I first met her, um, like I was cosplaying Jean Arc, and she also voices Cinder from Ruby. We've already talked about Ruby and the spoilers and everything. So Cinder mm-hmm. basically kills the girl who my character's like into. Yeah! And Pyrrha's ashes, you have my permission to die. No. Um, so yeah, I went up to her just as Jean Arc, and she she just looked at me. And she's like, "I'm sorry," and I'm like, "It's okay." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not up. sorry. So I go up to her. I get a picture with her, and then she signs uh, my um, my Jean Arc sword. <laughs> and then I look at what she wrote and it says get wrecked oh <laughs> she did seriously oh. you say you're sorry and then you say I, something I, like also, I also think it's awesome that she just sees you in the John Arc and she's automatically like I'm so sorry dude yeah, like, like she just know. knows like she's not so it's like, like so that, she knows I mean, that I'm in line, I'm just like, I yeah. don't know what so, I mean, did. What that tells me is like, she's not just doing the voice work just as a job. It's like, yeah. she really loves this. Yeah. Like, she knows. She, she, she grew knows up with, people cosplay. She grew up with mm-hmm. Rooster Teeth, and she has a big connection with that company, which is one of the reasons why they did a documentary for her. Yeah. Um, and she's in a lot of their productions, which is awesome to see. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the people from Rooster Teeth, Barbara Dunkelman, is in a lot. Uh, she does a lot of cosplays with um, Jessica and some cool stuff, and that's really fun to see. But just, yeah, her just commitment to everything that she's in and really just giving a crap about stuff, you know? It's I awesome. I hope I can see her at Katsukon, actually. I saw her at Katsukon. Um, she, I, I was disappointed. I didn't get to see her in her big, like, um, outfit that she made for Katsukon. Mm-hmm. I actually saw her on the last day when she was just in a um, Kigu and uh, just chilling around. She was going That's to take onesie. some... <laughs> oh, okay. And she was going Man, to Man, all these words. I know. Uh, like, a Kigu is just like a cosplay onesie, basically. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Fancy onesie. Uh, but anyways, it's the uh, ones where you basically have no legs to move. It's like it's hanging down to your ankles. I'm not. I'm anyways, anyway, um, but yeah. So she was on her way to do something in uh, porn. She was taking pictures for a friend, and me and a, uh, some friends that were nearby me saw her and asked like, "Hey, like we want to take a pictures." And even though she was clearly busy, she had a whole team of people with her that was helping out with this thing. She actually took a minute of her time to stop and talk to us. Wow. Um, despite, like, she was clear, like, she definitely maxed out the amount of time that she could on her way to something. Mm-hmm. Like, you could tell that she's on her way, and she was like, oh, I'm going to show just enough interest to know that you got, like, to you guys that I care, but I do have to get on to, like, moving stuff and. That was, I was, I was my first impression. Even though it was a small eye, instantly caught that feeling. He's like, you know, I think she's a little bit more than people give her credit for. And literally every time I see her interact with people or see her online doing stuff, it's just a reconfirmation of that fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yes, her photos is what everybody sees. Um, and 
you can't judge her just because she is a good-looking person who <laughs> who models all these <laughs> these costumes. It's it's terrible to judge just someone off their looks and then assume their entire personality based off of their looks, you know, and what yeah. they're showing, you know. So, um, but yeah, please just. Just get the, like don't just apply give this. Her a chance. Don't don't apply this to just to Jessica Negri. Like apply this to like uh, people in general, whether big or small. Just yeah. assuming stuff about people. Um, just like just be a better person, dang it. You know, just because um, you look like a butt doesn't mean you yeah. Like, no, and trust know. me, there there is there, there is some so there is some butts in the name of cosplay, but she's butts not one of them. You know, <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really uncomfortable. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> everything Go on, Will. <laughs> the yeah. last twenty minutes. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I don't know like where else where I'm going from this. I feel like you just talk about like this in circles all day long about her, but like she's one of like my favorite celebrities. At, at the end of the day, she's a human being and and a good one. Dang it, it. It, it doesn't matter what you think of a person, even if they end up being that way. You still you still should. Ben, ben, benefit of the doubt. Be kind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's the kind of mentality that we're trying to. She's also see. just a real encouragement to other cosplayers yeah. who really are trying she, their best. She, despite what you people may think of her, she's a very genuine person. You know, she she gave one of our friends a really good pep talk at Boston Comic Con. Oh yeah, and that went, makes my heart. And warm. went out of her way to do so too, and mm-hmm. that was wonderful. So don't like. I ha- I don't like have any reason to believe into all these things that people are saying about her whatsoever, you know. Yeah. And almost all I don't think there's a single hater that has actually really got to talk to her in person, you know. Anybody who's been able to talk to her in person, you know, mm. just instantly that stuff just goes right away. You're like, wow, this is not the person I thought at all, you know. Yeah. So So Jessica Negri and her documentary. Yay. Yeah, yeah, watch it. It's on roosterteeth.com. Go for it. Um, it's good, it's good not stuff. on YouTube yet. Not on YouTube. I don't know if it will be because I think it may be a Rooster Teeth exclusive thing. But go watch it on there. If you can't watch it for whatever reason, go on YouTube and just watch some of her stuff. She's a wonderful, fun person. You're going to have a good time watching her. So, um, And she's got skills. You'll be impressed with the stuff that what she does. What are you doing, Alex? Well, not, 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 not yeah, uh-huh. So, uh, so finishing up with that and talking about cosplay, um, I would also like to announce that uh, we are uh, uh, going to be... Um, working on one of our next big projects, which is another podcast, but this podcast is going to be focused on cosplay, and it's going to be called uh, Coscast. Um, it's simple, I know, it's not that crazy, but trust me that this is going to be the the cosplay podcast that's really made from cosplayers to the cosplayers. It's going to be, uh, we're going to be talking about um, more sensitive stuff and stuff in the community, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like Jessica Negri, like we talked about today, and how a lot of like a judgment gets thrown her way. Uh, we're not going to shy away from the the more controversial things of cosplay. We're going to talk about that stuff. We're going to talk a lot about conventions and news related to that and co- our experiences with conventions. The good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, and really hoping to put a po- positive spin on everything and really trying to provide a very ne- neutral and understanding of everything that's going on in the cosplay community. And also lots of talking about conventions and things that's going on with that nature. Um, hopefully providing some cosplay tips and... Um, probably um, have some guests here and there, and then also yeah, <laughs> and then also- uh, just just yeah, just for your information, I it's uh who's it going to be? It's going to be Alex and a friend of ours, Nick, right? Yep. Um, who are gonna we're gonna co-host that. So um, some kind of a new face. 
Yeah, uh, it's, yep. it's 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 fun. Gonna, it's this is new good. space for the podcast that you'll be listening to. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it's going to be wonderful, um, and we're really looking forward to bringing this to you guys. Um, it's going to be definitely your uh, a great like stop, uh, one stop everything for everything involving cosplay, you mm-hmm. know, and all the aspects of it, you know. Yeah. So, um, but yep, that is coming to you uh, March second. Um, I reserve the right to change that date, but as of right now, March second is when you can expect for that a new podcast to release. Um, and uh, we're really looking forward to it. So stay tuned for that if you love everything cosplay. Uh, uh, yeah. That's everything I've got. So that's all, folks. Uh, yeah. anybody, anybody, that's all As folks. always, <laughs> stay kind, geeks. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Support for this episode has been provided by George Washington's Mount Vernon. For families who've had enough of being homebound, Mount Vernon provides a much-needed escape with 160 wide-open acres to explore. Kids can see farm animals and farming demonstrations, go on a scavenger hunt, and more. Visit mountvernon.org to learn more. To save 20% on tickets, use promo code OPEN.